takes a second here. Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today I have my buddy Kevin, who you've seen on this podcast. Though this is probably your fifth episode with me so far. Fourth or fifth? Yeah. Usually when there's like actually no fifth, yeah, fifth, yeah, because we did. Um, I was on one of the first ones where we made our dream set list. Then I, um, I, I did. Uh, what about now? The last, um, the second disc of the greatest hits album. Omaha, and yeah, it's my fifth time. It's great so to be back. So anyway, when we talk about a really important subject, I always have Kevin come on because we just have really good chats on the phone about this mm-hmm. all the time. So, but um, before we get into our fun subject today, uh, this is gonna be the last video of the year, and then more videos will come in January of 23. But I wanted to say thank you for everyone that comes on and either watches on YouTube or listens on Apple Podcast. I am working on getting on Spotify. But I just want to say I'm sincerely thankful that everyone takes the time uh, to listen to these. You know, it's a lot of fun talking with other diehard Bon Jovi fans and just kind of talking about our love for the band. So I wanted to um, share my sincere thank you for um, watching these. And uh, next year it'll be the third year of these podcasts. So I'm glad that they're continuing. So, but anyway, so our subject today is going to be a fun one, and I wanted to I wanted to do this like back in October, but I thought you know what I want the last video of the year to be about next year. So we are going to talk about 2023 in Bon Jovi land. Now, before we get into it, I want to make it very clear: these are just hypothetics between one fan to another. It's not saying we're not saying this is going to happen or that's going to happen this is pretty much just hypothetics what we're hoping for what we think is going to happen what may may not happen so again hypothetics here so anyway so what's that don't get too excited guys we're just a couple of crazy fans nothing more nothing less crazy fans that are excited for next year because next year 2023 is going to be the band's 40th anniversary of when they became a band now, it won't be until 24 until they've released their first album, which was the debut album. But technically, the celebration starts next year. And uh, I think the best way to kind of start this off is, you know, a, a few weeks ago, uh, the JBJ Experience, John did a uh, Q&A. And uh, a fan had asked him about new music, and he had said he wrote about five or six new songs. And he's also working on a few collaborations. So, and he said, if my memory serves me correctly, he also said that he felt really good about the songs. He was kind of mid into the songs, you know, writing and recording it. And uh, he he thinks it's good material to start off a new album or something. He worded something like that. So I do have a feeling that we may get a new album either at the end of next year or even 24. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be in 24 if we get that album. Rather, when we get that album, because it's going to happen. Um, because if they're going to do, uh, like John said, the box set next year in the spring, um, then, you know, they're not going to put out another record later that year. That just doesn't make sense uh, from a chronological perspective. So, you know, we might get it, you know, spring or fall of next year. Either one of those, and then probably maybe spring with a tour attached to it. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm thinking too. And I'm wondering what the collaborations could be if if these collaborations are for 
future Bon Jovi, or if he is actually just working with another artist on on something. You know, he didn't really kind of elaborate on that. He just said he was working on collaborations with other artists. But oh, he said with other artists, or did he say with other songwriters? Um, I I can't remember. You know, it, it, it I only got to see it happen him say it once and that was during the live chat so like i said you know don't take it word for word but he did say collaboration now whether that was with songwriters or other i you know i am pretty sure he said other artists because i i heard because i automatically thought in my head oh please let it be taylor swift <laughs> that's That'd like be cool. they could do uh, they could definitely do something um i know artists write with each other all the time um what I'm thinking he meant by that is with maybe like with John Shanks and uh, Billy Falcon, which is his usual team. Which, you know, and that, that brings me to another point too, is like, I really, really, you know, I love Shanks. I do. I, I also appreciate Billy Falcon, but I really think it's time we get a new producer. I think it's time we get some new fresh songwriters in, into this, you know, like, I, I know Luke Evans doesn't do it anymore, but like you know, he produced Crush and Bounce. It'd be nice to see him back in the next show. Just get someone fresh. You know, we need a fresh sound. And oh, I, I've you know, always said that. And, and, um, and don't get me wrong, Shanks is is great, and you know, he was really good on on Have a Nice Day, Lost Highway, The Circle. But I think with What About Now, even though I love those albums, What About Now and This House in 2020. There's a lot of repetitiveness, I think, and there wasn't really anything fresh that Shanks was really offering producer-wise, you know? Exactly, exactly. Um, and, you know, I, I do love Shanks. I've had a couple of really great conversations. Yeah, he's a good him. guy. But yeah, he's awesome. I, I love the story that he told me and you about fingerprints. I, I think that's a pretty cool story. Um, but, you know... Have a nice day. Lost tie with a circle. What about now? Um, we can even count Burning Bridges, This House, and 2020. Six or seven albums with the same producer. That's about half of their discography at this point. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I would love to have John see John collaborate with an artist like Rob Thomas, for example, who's yeah. written amazing songs. You know, aside of Matchbox 20 and his solo career, um, he's written with uh, plenty of other artists. And it would just be cool to see them collaborate because they have very similar songwriting styles. And I think, you know, together they could write some really, really cool songs. Yeah. Um, and there are plenty of other great songwriters. Oh, James Michael from 6AM, fantastic songwriter. He wrote essentially a lot of Meatloaf songs on his later albums. Yep. Um, so he could, they could really do some great songwriting together. And it's always... It's always good to get some new fresh, some fresh blood in the mix. Essentially, that's and that, that's what I think the band needs. It needs something fresh, and you know, you got to revitalize the band and find new. You know, I, I don't know everything about production, but I just know we need someone new. Yeah, I, I think to kind of revitalize um, this next album. But um, Rick, maybe that would be good. Rick Rubin's made so many great records. So, and then, so I wonder, you know, like you said a little bit ago, it wouldn't make sense to release a box in and then later on an album in the same, I mean, they could potentially get away with it, you know, with it being successful. But if there's I, 50, song, 50 new songs plus another 12, that's 
62, maybe 65 new songs in one year. That is way too much to digest. Well, way too much. I, I wouldn't say that because, you know, th this box set is, let's be honest here, the majority of people who are going to look into this box, which we'll talk about the box set here in a little bit, but the majority of people who are going to buy this box set are going to be the diehard fans who want as much as they'll give. You know, you are you may get a few, but you're not going to get a lot of the general public digging into this box set, you know? Yeah, well, there's also going to be uh, people that just find it on Spotify or Apple Music because yeah. it's going to be released to uh, every single DSP, I'm assuming. Yeah, so, so let's, let's hold. I want to wait to talk about that okay. because I want to, that brings me to another point, but that's going to get me to dig deep in the box set. Um, you know what, let's just, let's just get into it. Why not? Um, you're the boss and that's one thing too that i wonder you know you brought up a good point about apple and spotify you know when the 2004 box set came out in 2004 it was just all physical media so next mm -hmm. year and john hasn't elaborated on this too much and i would assume they would do something physical obviously because the diehards like you and me want that physical thing but you know it's also going to go online now, so you wonder how well it'll get streamed and 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 stuff like that, you know? Oh yeah, I'm sure there'll be a couple of promo singles released, kind of like maybe what the radio saved my life was. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to promote it, but I'm willing to bet that it's going to be. You know, there are some people who are going to be like, oh well, let's Bon Jovi put out new music. They're going to. There's going to be some advertising. There's going to be definitely some ad pushes, some com some campaigns rather, some ad campaigns. People are going to be like, oh, why not? Right? I'll check it out. And who knows? We might get a couple of new fans from that as well. Yeah. So let me ask you here. So and I and I've pondered this a lot. For yeah. this kind of brings me to another point from you know online streaming versus physical media, which we know physical media is becoming a thing of the past. If they were, a big keyword is if, they were to sell this box as a physical box set collection, how would they entice people to want to buy it? You know, so like fans, so like the majority of people that are going to want to buy this are going to be the diehards. And we know it's going to be a pretty penny with what they could potentially put on this. So let me ask you, what would you want on this box set for you to buy it? I'm going to buy it regardless. Let me preface it by saying that I have to have a physical copy of every single Bon Jovi album. I don't need every single version. I just need one. Is that a hit towards me? Yeah. <laughs> you know me. Just a little, uh, just a little play spanking in the bedroom. You know what I mean? That's the kind of hitting we're talking about. Um, um, but yeah, like I'm going to buy it regardless, but you know, I definitely want some, you know, some Blu-ray concerts in it because, you know, they record every single concert. So I would, in my perfect world, I would love for the fans to be able to choose one concert from each tour and throw it on there. The whole entire performance, no cuts, none of that. Like some stuff from the Bounce tour, something that's not on YouTube from the Circle tour or the Live 2011 tour. Just like some really good performances, maybe a collection of deep cuts that have been performed live throughout the years. Um, yeah, just I, I'd want like definitely like a couple of Blu-rays 
thrown in there. What about you? Well, so the collector and me, so we know that they've been going through the archives the last two, three years since the pandemic started for you know the JBJ experience and this box that they, they've been working on the last two years. So, you know, they've definitely found, you know, a lot of um, concert audio, hopefully footage, uh, photos have never been out there. Um, so the, the only downfall that I've seen, though, from these, you know, is that they post on the JBJ experience videos that are on YouTube, audio that's already on YouTube. You know, we've heard the MetLife shows. We've heard, you know, we've heard a bunch of these shows. There's been a few rare ones, but they're all on YouTube, basically. So what I would love is I want something massive. You know, they, what they could do is maybe anchor three different types of editions. You know, you have your basic edition, your deluxe edition, and you have your super deluxe, which is what I'd go after. And with the Super Deluxe, what I'd like to see is just a, ma I mean, I'm talking a massive, and I'll, I'd buy it, massive box set, you know, big, big, what's the, like a tour case or whatever. Like a Simmons Vault. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, something, something like that. And um, it, it's funny you mentioned Gene Sims because I was going to mention something like what they did with Kiss with Kiss was uh, the Kissology sets, where they had a 70s box set, an 80s box set, 90s, and so on. And each box set had like rare concert footage, rare audio interviews from that era, music videos from that era, you know. And the only kind of concerts that I can see being put on these um, this box set is probably remastering all of the video home videos that they have done. 100%. Um, it's, it's not going to be. I mean, that's, it's not going to be any sorry. kind of random concert. It's it's going to be, you know, live in Madison Square Garden, two thousand eight, when we were beautiful, you know, maybe all the eighties, you know, the breakout, the slippery, the uh, New Jersey, the keep the faith, evening with Crossroad. Well, anything that's going to be going on a Blu-ray or a DVD has to be quote unquote remastered. The audio has to be done. Absolutely. That's going to happen regardless. The remastering process is going to happen whether they put in um, Madison Square Garden or the Crush Tour on Blu-ray, you know what I mean? But I'm talking about stuff that they haven't done. Like, for example, um, like a pro shot live from Giant Stadium 1988 or 89. I forget what year this was in. Giant? So a show like Yeah. Giant Stadium on the New, on the New Jersey Tour. That would be a cool show. Maybe something from the Keep the Faith tour. Um, maybe yep. a show from the These Days tour. Um, oh, like a Yokohama, the Yokohama on Blu-ray. I think that would be awesome. That was a good concert. Yeah. Um, even do, sorry to interrupt you, even do an audio a concert, like a, an audio CD of all these concerts. Because, you know, I, I have them in my archives, but, you know, the general fan doesn't. You know, live from London. You know, live at Madison Square Garden. The Crush. Do I have them all on CD? You know, remastered. Just give. Just at this point, just like give us a DVD or a Blu-ray. I mean, at this point, it's it's just semantics, right? But like, I feel like you know you can find a lot of this stuff on YouTube. Like the, I think the key idea I think that we can both agree on here is that don't give us something that I can look up on YouTube right now. Right. Give us something that no one has seen before 
Yeah, and we may get a little bit of that, but I do see a lot of repetitiveness coming in this box as far as giving us his home videos. But next thing, too, is what kind of outtakes are you going to give us? And I think John said in the JBJ Experience Q&A a few weeks ago that they found 50 songs, I think, some somewhere around there that they were planning on putting out. So mm. it, I, I don't see them putting out the same songs that they put on the 2004 box set. If they did maybe demos of those songs, I don't know. But no, no. It, I think it'd be a waste of space to put stuff that you you had on the 2004 box set onto this one, you know, especially because I want I want to hear more stuff from Have a Nice Day up until 2020. Exactly, yes, definitely. I, I also... Um, hear demos and stuff because i love listening to the demo and then listening to the final cut of the song what demo would you want to hear the most of i mean what demo would you want to hear the most that's a good question probably you know i'd probably say my favorite song you want to make a memory how about you mm. well i know the demo of have a nice day is out there somewhere on the internet oh, i know that yeah from the same with I want to be loved um a lot of the have a nice day stuff was leaked and that's the thing too there's been a lot of leaks like um what's that one I ain't done yet for example great song and it, it just recently you heard that one right yeah but that, that's been that's been leaked for a year I mean since 2016 I believe it's been it's been on YouTube it's been taken off put on took off that's not anything. That that's a good song though. I think that should definitely um, be put on. For me, like I'd like a good remastered audio of that song, not like some shitty YouTube mix. Yeah, I'd like a because my fav my absolute favorite outtake is nothing from Have a Nice Day. I'd love Ooh, that to get remastered and put on. But there, you know, there's so much potential for this box set, you know, especially for the the diehards. And I really, really hope that the Bon Jovi team and the band is really sitting there thinking, let's make this an amazing box set for the diehard fans, because the diehard fans are going to be the one who buys this, you know. So, like exactly. I said, if it's something like you, like you joked in the Gene Simmons ball, which isn't it like it's like this giant thing. And stuff, you know, and then you open it, it has like book, it has stuff signed by them, and you know, that's what I want. I want, I obviously I want it signed, you know, and I want just something massive, you know. You put in some books and some signatures of stuff, and I don't know. I think I think they just make something massive and sell it for a good profit, and you know, fans would buy it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Like you could yeah. do like the, you could do it like the Gene Simmons way, but not as obnoxious. It's yeah. like, oh, for $50,000, Gene will come to your house yeah, and John. deliver the ball. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing, which we'll get into our ne next segue here, is the 40-year the anniversary. It's no secret now because John mentioned it last week, but we've heard it. You know, Doc McGee was talking about it a few um, weeks ago, and it's been we've seen different production posts online about this documentary. So the documentary is no secret anymore. Yeah, but what, uh, what production posts? I just saw a couple posts on online, you know, that they were doing something with the anniversary, the documentary, oh, God, God, God. and um, because it said bon jo hashtag Bon Jovi documentary. 
wow. Yeah. I don't know who posted it, but they, you know, pretty much for pretty much leaking it. But from what I've seen and heard, it's going to be like a four-part, three or four-part documentary. And it also features, um, from what I've heard, interviews with each band member. So my question is, they've if they've been working on this for a while, I wonder if Alec will be featured on this. Or I'm sure there'll be some kind of memorial tribute for him, at least, if anything. 100%. I mean, I would love for it. Uh, I would love for everybody to be featured. Anyone that ever had a part in the band or had any, like everyone from Tim Pierce who did the solo to Runaway. Yeah. Uh, Richie didn't play on it. It was Tim Pierce. Yeah. And um, well, the whole band didn't play on Runaway. It was just John, yeah. his band before. And everyone from Tim Pierce to Phil X. And Matt O'Ree, I want everybody to be featured yeah. on it. Yeah, because you, you're celebrating 40 years here, so it'd be kind of a waste of time if you just exclude, you know, really important people. And obviously, they they got to include Richie. They got to, you know, if they didn't get an interview with Alec in this, then at least do a special section, like a memorial for him, you know? You know, maybe they'll even dedicate the documentary to him. That could be a potential, you know, that, that, that'd be smart to do, I think, you know. Um, so, but what I wanted to say about this documentary, too, is it'd be nice if they, you know, put this on a, like a Blu-ray set and put it with the box set, you know. Because I wonder when they're going to start announcing all these 40th anniversary plans, like the documentary and the potential box set. You know, I would assume it's we're going to get that announcement maybe the beginning of the year, you know? Yeah, maybe January or February. Because if it's, I think John might have said that it's going to come out in the first quarter of 2023. Yeah. And it, it makes sense to do it like a, having this as a four part documentary. So you wonder if this is going to air on TV or if it's going to go maybe, because now you go on Hulu and all these different you know, streaming platforms, and they do one episode a week. So maybe they're they're going to be licensed with one of these streaming companies to kind of do a, one episode a week, and maybe it'll just be like per decade. You know, if it's a four-part, so one is the 80s, one is the 90s, and 2000s, 2010s. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, technically we're we're in our fifth decade of the band, but that doesn't you know, really. They could probably do 2010 to to 2020 because that's really the bookmark of the band. Um, so, and and you kind of wonder too. So we've gotten two documentaries before: Access All Areas back when they followed the band on the New, the New Jersey tour, and then When uh, We Were Beautiful, which followed the band on the Lost Highway tour. Which I don't think When We Were beautiful was that in depth i love that documentary but i thought there was a lot that they could have really added to that you know you know like at that time they were celebrating 25 years and i just felt like there was a lot held back and a lot of potential for it was kind of thrown to the wayside you know it was nice that we got a book that coincided with it but it was more of a celebration than it was of a a way of they didn't really elaborate the last 25 years you know what i'm saying 
So I really, I really want this 40-year documentary to be a really in-depth look of the band. You know, well, from I, interviews to never-before-seen stuff to, you know, art, art, stuff that's in the archives, you know? Yeah, something like that. Something like a great example of that, I think, would be, like, the new Kiss documentary that just came out. Yes. I think they like, that one, right? Yeah, Annie, yeah. I think if they partnered with them, that could be really good. That could be something good. Yeah, absolutely. And Andy partnered up with them a lot during the last highway. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because they did. Um, A and D did uh, the last highway the concert home video, the DVD. Yeah. Yeah, they. I don't did. Even have- yeah. What's that? I need to buy that. I still haven't bought that one yet. And that's an amazing concert. Um, so we'll see, you know, we'll see what comes from the documentary. Hopefully we get an announcement soon. Um, I don't know. I, just, I really want something that's in depth, you know, and a future documentary too would be, I'd love to see, you know, like this is me kind of getting a little too far fetched now, but this is just like a personal wish. Last tour that we ever get from the band, I'd love for them to follow the kind of like what they did with Access All Areas, following the band from beginning to end, essentially. You know, but that's that's a conversation for another. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. I, I feel like yeah, there's so many things they could do with that with that final tour, if you will. Yeah. That's that's a topic for another. Let's hope it's like years until we until we get to that point. Mm-hmm. And then the last topic is the big one, uh, po- the possible tour. So this has definitely been a whirlwind. You know, we're getting told things on this end. We're getting told things on this end. So. There was a, I, and I think it was on the band's TikTok or something, and it said, "You see, you know, at the end of the April tour of this year, they said, see you next year." So we, so that was like the start of rumors that we were going to get a tour next year in 2023. And then David Bryan did an interview. Um, I think it was over the summer, and he talked about. Um, that they were planning on a big world tour and they were working on the dates and I forget which podcast that was, but he did say that. And and then all of a sudden, Jay John said last uh, a couple weeks ago in the experience chat that there was going to be no tour, maybe at the end of next year, because they had other big big things happening. Which reminds me, I want to talk about the the museum. Museum. I can't. I can't say that word, because John had brought that up too about having something physical to see. So let me back up before we get into the tour even more. He also said that they, and he said this on the runaway trip back in June 2021 too. And he said that there was going to be something physical for fans to go and see like kind of like a brick and mortar place, you know, seeing because they found stuff like John's guitars and John's outfits and you know stuff that we haven't even seen yet from these VIPs that we've done and the cruises and stuff and fans have a place to go see this stuff for a while so I'm wondering it it makes sense to do it in New Jersey in the summertime you know so I wonder what's that maybe Asbury Park they could do it there yeah Say reveal, you know, I don't know. I, I we'll see, but I wanted to bring that up too because that's something new that might come next year. But that brings me to my point of 
other big things are happening next year that John couldn't elaborate on. And so I'm thinking, you know, just with the potential of the, the box set release and this brick and mortar museum, the documentary, you know, so I wonder if maybe they just want to wait until the end of 23, 24 to really kind of start a tour, maybe with the help with the new album. Um, I, I don't want to elaborate it too much but i also wonder if it could be due to um john's vocals you know i i don't think it's a, a secret he's ha you can definitely tell he's had surgery mm. you know so i wonder if that's kind of pushed him to change his plans for next year you know as far as torn so quickly um because if you if you look we haven't had any, any runway trips. We haven't. He hasn't done any private events, whether it was with the band or with uh, Kings of Suburbia, since May. And obviously, you can tell he's had the surgery since then. So I wonder if that's kind. And I I completely understand and respect that. I wonder if that's why things kind of changed for next year, from when David had said that on that podcast to to now. Well, there's other stuff too to consider. I mean, that's definitely a big factor. Um, yeah. You know, I'm no doctor by any means, any stretch of the imagination. Um, but at the end of the day, too, there's also uh, there's also might be supply chain issues where it's actually you know I've read articles where it's really it's much harder for bands to go out on the road now um, because the cost of stuff has gone up. Um, I read this whole article explaining explaining the economics of touring. Um, maybe they're just hoping to wait it out a bit uh, because literally everybody wants to tour now because we've had, you yeah. know, ever since the pandemic ended, we have so many bands that just want to get out and tour and there just may not be, there may be a lack of resources available. There also might be, you know, the, and because there's a lack of resources available, the cost of those resources is much higher. And on top of that, it's like, okay, if I if I just got vocal surgery, you know, maybe I'd want some more time just to, you know, break the voice in, if you will. And I'm not, I'm sure I'm not using the right medically correct terms, but go along, please. Um, but go. At the end of the day, you know this will give it. This will give John more time to to work on his voice. And you know, for the record, I never had any issues with it. You know, I went to ten shows on the on this previous tour, and I had a blast. I had a great time. I was one of those keyboard jockeys uh, that um, do not live in America. Let's just leave it at that. Um, I wasn't one of those keyboard jockeys that just, uh, you know, talked shit the entire time. I, I was there to enjoy the show and was it perfect? Absolutely not. But I don't want perfection. I want, I want to go see my favorite band, sing along, and have a great time. Exactly, and that's where I stand. John will always be my favorite singer, and I, I've said this many, many, many times now. And as you get older. Your your voice changes whether it's through talking or through singing. Every other singer has the same. Even Taylor Swift, who's like the biggest star right now, she has vocal issues when she's touring. Every every person has that. 
John has obviously been doing this for over 40, 50, 50 years now, singing. It's going to put a wear on your voice. And like you said, I just, I love being able to go see my favorite band still with my friends, enjoying to see these songs live. I'm not one of those people that has to critique them, you know? Obviously, there was there was a problem with his vocals. Do I care though? As a fan standpoint, no. I I just I enjoyed the show and I still thought he sounded great. As a person to person to care, yes, I absolutely care. And there is a concern there, and I think he's definitely been working on that. You know. Mm-hmm. And whether and if it is true he did get the focal surgery, I think maybe that'll help him to prepare. Because you, got, you, cause you 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 have to admit that when this 40th anniversary tour does happen, this is a big tour. This isn't just a 2018 supporting this house is not for sale tour. This isn't April 2022 tour, which is a small tour. This is a 40th anniversary tour. You're gonna get a lot of people say, oh my gosh, 40 years already, they're going to want to go see that tour. So it's got to go off with a bang. And John, you, can, you John's a perfectionist. So you know John's going to want to be on tip-top form and shape to do this tour because it's not going to be an April 2022 tour, which is 15 dates. There, I bet you it'll be the end of 23 and all of 24 doing a world tour. That's Maybe my, even 25. Yeah, absolutely. And so that kind of leads up, you know, we're talking about a big bang here. This also comes into our next up, and this is the big one. Mm, this one you've all been waiting for, guys. Rich, Richie coming back. Now, all hypothetics here, because we don't know what's going to happen. There has been a lot of rumors in the last few months about Richie coming back, and I can see if the Bon Jovi camp wants to keep it tight under wraps you know because maybe it may not happen maybe it is happening you know maybe they're in the negotiation stage who knows but tico a few different fans have put and tico has always been god love him tico has always been the one to kind of leak stuff out there before it's supposed to be out there he's done that for years now and a few different fans have come forward and said tico told him that richie was coming back for the tour not for an album but for a tour and and then richie i i haven't seen video footage of this yet though so i don't know how true this is but the whole glastonbury um thing there's no there's just articles about it and obviously because the headline says richie returning every art every news outlet wants to report it but there's actually actually no video of it from what i have seen and uh but you i'm not saying it's not true but how true is it you know but i i believe it i I really do because i think to do this 40th anniversary you've got to make it to where people really want to buy this obviously fans like you and me the diehards we're going to go regardless but the 40th anniversary you got to go off with a bang Richie returning would just blow ticket sales through the roof. Seeing the band together again, and and I, I'll give you a second here. I know I'm I'm talking a lot here. I just got you're good, you're good. it's your podcast with Alec passing away over the summer. I wonder if that's kind of opened doors to 
kind of opened doors to think, okay, you know what? I think we need to come back as a band together, the original lineup, and celebrate the 40 years together, you know? So I, I think it really helped ticket sales. Not, not, not The April tour didn't really do bad in ticket sales, though. It didn't do as good as it has in past tours, but it also did pretty good. But I think, you know, with Richie coming back, if he comes back, I think it would be one of the top tours of the year, no doubt. Yeah. Um, well, for starters, I predicted this, and we've had many phone conversations, many phone conversations where I'm like, you know, what, for 40 years, I think they'll bring back Richie. I've been saying that since 2020, 2021. So I'm, if that happens, then I was right. I, my prediction has been is has been correct. Yeah. Um, so obviously, look, I've only I've seen Bon Jovi thirty one times, and I've seen Richie with the band twice. So for me, Bon Jovi is when I think of Bon Jovi, I, 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 I see Phil X as much of an equal contributor as Richie. Um, that's you know. For a while, it has been, you know, Richie Hill at this point. That's been my mentality. Um, because, you know, I think the way Richie left the 2013 tour was, wasn't was good. Let's leave it at that. Um, it was, he left so many fans up in the air. And we're, because I, I remember, you know, like wondering what the hell's going on. You know, why would, there was there a fight in the band? And there were all, so many of these bullshit stories going around in the trades Oh, Richie was fired from Bon Jovi because he wanted more money. Richie Sambora was fired because of X stupid reason. I have no idea what happened. Um, but, you know, he, he kept the fans in the dark for a very, very, very oh, yeah. long time. Let the, let the, and, the band under the bus. Oh, yeah. And that was pretty, I, I, again, we don't know the full story. Um, and that's something I really will commend Bon Jovi on is they keep their ship private when so many other bands you know go through their feuds publicly publicly like journey right now they're they're bickering over stupid stuff and they're going on their 50th anniversary tour and the main keyboard player it's just two main guys neil Schoen and jonathan kane jonathan kane might not even be doing the tour now so what are they gonna it's it's gonna be that tour is gonna be a total shit show right yeah then you have um where, where else? Where, where was they going with this? Ah, so then you had Guns N' Roses too, very public breakup, right? And then they got back together. Um, but yeah, you know, I would love to see a reunion with Richie. Um, you know, Richie, there's no doubt. You know, I've seen videos. You know, I watched. Um, I actually just watched um, my first Bon Jovi concert that I ever went to. It premiered on YouTube. I think Hand Ninety bought a bootleg for it and premiered it. And, um, you know, just seeing the chemistry, the chemistry between John and Richie together, that is something else. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, we definitely have, they definitely have to keep Phil X. Phil X needs to stay yeah. in the picture because I think Richie and Phil could really play off well off each other. I, I, I agree. That's my next thing I wanted to talk about, too, is if Richie was to come back, Phil has been such an integral part of the band. I think he's really refreshed, revitalized the band when the band needed it. And to bring Richie back, you know, because we're celebrating 40 years here. Okay, Richie has been with the band for only 30. Phil's been there for 10 now. 
So you're really kind of kicking away the last 10 years if you don't bring Phil. And there's no doubt that they would, they would absolutely bring Phil on the next leg, on the next tour. The question is, though, Shanks. Me, personally, I don't think we need Shanks on stage. You know, it, there's no sense of having three guitar players on tour, you know? I mean, Shanks also has done a lot for yeah, but the on band. The, yeah, but more on the production side of things. Not yeah. every band brings their producer on tour. And I, I, I have nothing. I love Shanks. I think he's a great producer, great guitar player, great person overall. Great. Me as a Bon Jovi fan, though, I don't think we need Shanks on stage on this next tour. I think it'd be great to kind of see Richie and Phil play guitar on this next tour. If Richie's back. 100%. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want Phil to be done dirty. Like, um, you know, when I'll, I'll use a different band as an example, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They tossed their old guitar player. It's a similar situation. Um, John Frusciante was in the band for maybe 20 years, and then they did another 10 or 15 years with a different guitar player. Literally threw him to the curb. You're glitching, by the way. Oh, I, I, uh, now you're back. Now you're back. Now you're back. Um, so they kicked him to the curb, and I think I could have sworn I read an interview that Flea said, you know, when uh, Josh um, Klingefer was in the band with us, I thought we I thought we sounded like a cover band. Just a total spit in the face of the two. Yeah. Really, one record was okay. The second one was amazing that they did with uh, Josh. It's called The Getaway. Fantastic record. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't want it to be like that situation. I think John is way too loyal forever to, for that to happen and honestly phil x has earned his spot and oh yeah time john is way too loyal to ever treat anyone like that so i i really do and plus i hate to say it I, as much as i love richie and i'm really excited for him to come back if he does come back remember reliability here 2000 you know even to even going back to lost highway when he had to go into I, I, richie has definitely you can tell richie's like like today he's in london right now doing a performance you can definitely tell his singing his guitar playing his whole personality has improved tremendously in years for the last 10 years we have seen a really i hate to say it a messy richie you know where you could tell he was on something or something was going on he's definitely cleaned up but that's not to say what's his reliability because you, you look back in 2013 he left abruptly and whatever re, you know that reason doesn't need to be discussed on here he left abruptly so if that was to happen on this next tour there's no other guitar player on hand what are you going to do at least if richie was says you know what i'm done phil could at least pick up all the missing because Phil knows all those songs, you know, at least the majority of the set list that the band does every night. So, you know, and that's another thing, too, is, you know, the, the general public, the general fan base will just eat up Richie coming back. Some of the diehards are going to have a tough time with that because we were I was affected by it. You were affected by it. Other diehard fans were affected by it with Richie just leaving abruptly letting the media just throw Richie let the media just throw the band under the bus and never 
came up to clear up any rumors, nothing. He just kind of, every interview was always about RSO and this and that. It was never to clear anything up. And so I'm still hurt by it. But in the last three, four years, I've learned to forgive Richie. You know, I, I think it's there's not just- about forgiving Richie. It's not about forgiving Richie or not. Look, I'm still going to go to the shows regardless. I yeah. think um, I think a lot of people are like that. I don't think people are going to be like, oh, fuck Richie, fuck Richie. I mean, I'm not. Oh, there's definitely the the definitely going to be that. I've seen it all over social media with diehard fans. Absolutely. I'm still going to buy the tickets. These same, the same idiots that talk shit on well, social media are the first to buy tickets. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, Richie, they're going to, they're going to, what's it called? They're, they're grifters, man. They're grifters. I wouldn't call anyone idiots, whether I, I like these people or not. We're all fans in different ways. And you know what? The people who were hurt by it, and I'm one of those fans, we're not idiots because we were hurt by Richie's departure and the way that he did it. I, I think it was unfair I, how I, he did I think, it. I think we're using the wrong verbiage here. Like I'm not like I'm not sitting here and crying about Richie leaving the band in 2013. It's it's more it was more like um, I I can't think of the right word I don't know if I, I, I know it's definitely not her I know where you're going um, it's more like like really dude like come on like it's like look my my life isn't affected whether Richie is in the band or not um, you know I'm happy that they were able to continue with Phil I'm happy that Phil really earned the fan base. Um, he earned the respect of the fan base. He earned the loyalty and the love from the fan base. And he won the fans over because us Bon Jovi fans are really hard to win over. Because he had a really tough time with that. Um, yeah. So regardless of what happens, I hope it's the both of them. And even if Richie doesn't come back, you know, I'm still going to go support them with Shanks and yeah. Phil. Because for me, that's what Bon Jovi has been. That's, you know, that's the lineup that I've gotten used to for the last you know, 10 years or so of going to see, of going to see them. And that's the thing is people will tweet me and they'll be like, I am not seeing the band with that, Reggie. Okay. No one cares. Don't go. Buy your, don't go because it's clear people still go to see them. And it's, it's a new era. It's a new chapter of the band. I think it's a great chapter, but just to kind of go back on Richie coming back, I think it would be really nice to celebrate 40 years, seeing Richie back with the band, having this, the four original guys out of the five and just see some of those songs that we loved. You know, Felix does all these songs justice. He does a great job at doing it. It would just be kind of nice to see Richie coming back to play those songs again, you know, because I saw a video of him doing wanted today in London, man, it was amazing. Absolutely. I didn't see it yet. It was good. He, he did like some kind of weird intro, like him, like, with like the piano in the background, but then all of a sudden you hear the da 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 da, you know, and then he started singing one, and I was like, "Damn, he sounds amazing here, guitar wise, vocals." I'm happy that he's gotten his act together. Like, you know, from a human perspective, from a human being perspective, I'm happy that he got his act together. Yeah, that he did it for himself mostly. Yeah, that's the kind of person that I want to see. That's the kind of virtue that I want to see on this 40th anniversary tour, if it's true. Because if you remember, I, I think it was even a year ago when he played in London last year, he was a, a wreck. Like, you couldn't understand what he was saying. I'm like, 
And there was rumors back then of Richie coming back. And I was like, if you want that Richie to come back, that tour is going to sink. Stay the hell away. Yeah, but the Richie now, I think, would be a great addition to the band again. And I, I really, you know, just to kind of conclude this chat, I really do think 23 and 24 are going to be two great years. I'm sure the band is planning stuff that you and I don't even know or can even think about there's gonna be so many surprises coming our way and i really just as a fan from a fan's perspective i'm just really really happy to be able to celebrate 40 years you know it's gonna yeah, be great. for sure and that excites me too man i think we're gonna be seeing a lot of each other in the next year so that's gonna be awesome I think it's just great, you know, because you and I both die. I, I keep throwing the die hard card in there, but it, it's absolutely true because 40 years, man, you know, and obviously you and I weren't alive for all those 40 years, but I've been a fan for 22 of those 40 years. You've been, what, 12 years of the, the 40 years, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so you still have room to celebrate and you're also celebrating the band's legacy. And that's the most important thing is celebrating the band's legacy and it's, it's going to be great. I, I really can't wait to see what we're going to get. Yeah, man. I'm very excited for sure. Any last words you want to throw in about the 40th anniversary? With any hopes? I think... Don't let me down. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I truly think we're going to have a great next two years. I really do. And hopefully... I... After the holidays clear out, hopefully we give them an announcement of something to look forward to. You know, I, I bet you the first thing we're, I think the first thing we're going to get is the documentary. I think the documentary and the box that's going to kind of coincide with each other. I really do. For sure, yeah. Um, because I can't think get a single first. Yeah, I don't know about it. Maybe, maybe you know they'll write a new song that will go into this box set potentially because. You can't just put on a documentary and not have it. You got to have something to support each other. I think. I think with a documentary, that's going to raise media awareness. That's going to bring a lot of attention to the band. So while you're getting all that attention from the documentary, also throw out the box set because you're kind of in demand kind of thing. You know, if you were just do one at this and then one here, you know, that kind of from just a general public standpoint the the excitement kind of dies off you know so strike when the iron's hot kind of thing you know but we'll see yeah we'll we'll see we'll see time will tell yeah anyway by stay on i'm gonna end the recording but i want to thank you for coming on and being my last guest for 22 i I know i'm gonna have you on again there's no question and uh yeah thank you for having me buddy it's always great absolutely it's always great being on me it was great to see you all right see you guys